This episode was sponsored by Quests for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help people become just as confident in real life as their characters are at the table. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So what do you recommend if someone's building a monk? It's kind of interesting because there's several different ability scores that would be very helpful to have as a monk. Whereas usually, like if you're looking at fighter, generally speaking, you want to throw everything in strength, right? Monks aren't really like that. You've got some different flexibility and depending on what you do, they're going to use different numbers. So which one would you weight the highest? Would you go equal across the board with a lot of these different ability scores? Um, what do you think is going to be the best build as far as that goes? Um, if you're just starting out or you want to play, as I said, like with the grain, like build as kind of as, as intended, but not necessarily restricted at all, is go with decks first, then go with wisdom. Um, and if you want to do something beyond that, maybe make sure your like constitution or strength are kind of the, the next thing better than just 10. Um, cause you are always are going to need hit points. Um, and if you want to be pushing people back with way of open hand stuff, you're going to need some strength, um, and the like, um, this is really cool too, because there's a lot of classes, uh, races out there. Uh, if you're staying with the, the non Tasha's restriction that have things that give you a bonus to wisdom and dexterity, like the wood elf, like the halfling and others, uh, half elf, human, all those are great choices. Um, but yeah, dexterity first, wisdom second, because all your saves are going to be based on your wisdom. And then if you are going to do something like astral self, way of shadow and the like, uh, sun soul even, wisdom is going to come in a lot more uh, commonly as well. And um, honestly, uh, multi-classing, into a cleric of some sort. I was actually just going to ask you that because when we were doing all the races, we did like a race class pairing. But I'm curious with the monk, what are some, what are some, because everybody loves multi-classing. Um, what are some multi-class pairings that are just perfection when you line them up well? Because I know you mentioned fighter was one of them. We kind of briefly touched on that. But what are maybe your two or three that are just perfect right. to go together? So if you just want the punch machine, you could dip two levels into fighter to get, um, both uh, second wind, which is another self-healing ability and action surge, which lets you take the attack action again, which is ridiculous. It doesn't give a bonus action, even though- No, older... I was just going to ask, do you get an extra yeah. bonus action for the extra attack? <laughs> even though older versions of uh, the player's handbook says you do, it was a mistake, you don't. Um, but uh, to go along with the wisdom thing, honestly, cleric is really, really good. Um, because you can be this kind of pacifist and you actually gain your divine domain at level one as a cleric. So you don't have to dip in too much if you wanted to just kind of grab a couple extra features and move on. Or if you wanted to like make that a dual path, I've, uh, been playing around with a character idea that is way, uh, way of mercy for monk, um, which lets you punch people back to health uh, and then going cleric as well to the peace domain uh, to make like just a truly terrifying pacifist. Like he's not going to kill you, but if you ever push him over the edge, you're done kid um, who just has no weapons and has no armor and just, it's going to be awesome. Um, Rogue 
is not a bad option because you could uh, a dagger and a lot of other kind of finesse weapons work with the monk, especially if you're using like Kinsei uh, or Kinsai to be your subclass. So those are going to use decks, both of those. You have all those attacks. You have all this extra stuff you can do as a bonus action, sometimes now without spending a key point. And you also could add on that sneak attack damage if you're running around really fast or working with friends. So, uh, yeah, I think those would be the two kind of coolest. Although I could see an argument for Bard, but then again, that's every class. So, And, I mean, there you have it. Lock, shock, and barrel for monk. I mean, it's it's very robust. Um, I think it's probably one of the more unique classes in a lot of respects. Um, it they really, really is. made it feel um, different in a lot of ways because they they're in so many of the dis- other classes you can kind of feel similarities or you have to find the differences or how they set each other apart. And this one is just so unique in everything that it offers that it clearly sets itself apart from any of the competition with what you can do or, or how you can role play that character at the table. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, a monk is a lot of fun because it, it, I think just breaks so much tropiness that's common to, to games like D and D that kind of get a little hack and slash. Like even as we started this conversation all the way back at the beginning, we talked about the reason for leaving home or wherever they were from to become adventurer requires a little more work and requires you to maybe be a little more creative. And so I love that you have to start and end by being just a little bit different and thinking a little bit more creatively to make that really honestly satisfying character that's a lot of fun fun to play. And if you've never played Monk before, I highly recommend it. Thanks so much for watching this week, guys. This episode was brought to you by Quest for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your D&D character is at the game table. If you're curious how you would measure up to your character, head over to www.questsforauthenticity.com to take a free quiz and find out. New episodes of the Compendium are published twice a week. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow along so that you're the first to know every time new content gets pushed out. Also, if you are enjoying this resource that Jason and I have put together and it is helping you spend less time having to learn the rules of D&D so that you can spend your free time actually getting to play, consider supporting us on Patreon. All of this work that we do comes out of pocket and out of our free times. And so Patreon is a great way to help support the costs that go into actually producing this content that we provide for you guys at no charge. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you guys next time.